Dun, 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 dun. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is the Unfiltered Experience. It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, your place where we have great conversations, unfiltered, designed to move your confidence and your life forward in an authentic and congruent manner. I am Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, and I am joined tonight by my awesome brother from another mother, We're in Black. Your brother in black, Scott Coyette. My brother in black. What's up, brother in black? How's things in Austin, Texas tonight? Uh, it's good, man. You know, it's a warm day. You know, it's, it's always warm. It doesn't matter if it's late in the fall or it's summer. It's always warm, except for that one day we have six inches of snow and the whole country goes on alert because we don't know what to do with it. But other than that, it's always warm. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm ready. I'm so ready for fall. I'm like so tired of sweating and being hot and running the air conditioner and everything else. But I figure before we know it, it's going to be freezing and we'll be like, man, I wish it was warm again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We go in that rotation. I want this. I want that. I want this one. I want that. It's whatever we don't have. Grass is always greener. It's not us. It's everything else. Mm -hmm. The grass is always greener where we water it, not when we pee on it. I don't know. I mean, it depends what you were drinking the night before. If if you if it's not high acidity, right? If it's pretty much water, I can pee on it. It's greener then too, right? Yeah. So you pee outdoors regularly? I love to pee outdoors. Isn't it great? It's just like you just feel like you're Tarzan or something like that. Like you just move the loincloth and you're just like, oh. Kim's always like, because uh, we have these rocks that come off of our deck. And she's like, you can't pee on the rocks because then the dog will walk in and step on it and the pee's coming in the house. And I'm like, you're actually correct. So I really can't argue with it. You can't be on the rocks. But then on the other hand, the dog doesn't just walk on the rocks. He walks on anything. So if you're peeing outside, well, wait, he pees outside and comes in. Why can't right. I do it? My dog does that. He pees and then walks right in. And I'm like, you can't come inside for five minutes. Yeah. I think that we're going to have to have our wives talk to the dogs because it's not about us. It's about them. They exactly. definitely pee That's outside more than we do. That's what I'm saying. If there's any bartenders out there, there's a new there's a new drink for you guys called Pee on the Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's going to be limeade and vodka. Limeade and vodka? Yeah. I, I assume there's some ice cubes in there. Yeah. A little pee on the rocks. A little pee on the rocks. I like it. So let's uh, let's do our normal thing. And as we always do, we sit here and we talk about our sister from another, Mr. Miss Serena Buffalino at Help Heal Humanity. We appreciate you guys. If you When you watch the show and if you get value out of this, something Scott and I are very passionate about is, is taking what our gifts are and putting them out back out into the world and making the world a better place. So if you're looking for an organization where you can volunteer or donate to helphealhumanity.org is an amazing uh, organization that's founded by Serena Buffalino. She's a go-getter. She's amazing. Nobody in the organization takes a paycheck and everything goes towards the initiatives that we are fundraising for. And right now we're fundraising for Haiti to send kids in Haiti to school and actually to feed them three times a week because quite honestly, getting food there is absolutely just devastating. So what we do is not only teach these kids, but we also feed them. So if you're looking for an organization to donate to or volunteer with, go check out helphealhumanity.org. We would love you for that. And let us know so we can maybe potentially gift you something in exchange for your gift towards Help Heal Humanity. Um, maybe some time with us. Scott and I are both coaches. So go there and make a contribution. Let us know that you appreciate what it is that we do for you here on the Unfiltered Experience. And we would love to give that back to you. So go out there and be the change that you bitch about. And we love you guys for that. And with that, Scott, we have an amazing guest coming up here. Why don't you do the honors and introduce them? Absolutely. So um, we've had a few of the other Fritz brothers on our show in the past. And it, for those of you guys who don't remember the shows that had Fritz brothers, a Fritz brother is somebody who truly lives life to the fullest. And to create a Fritz, you have to have two other Fritz and they have to decide this next person is worthy of becoming a Fritz. A Fritz. So what that really means is, let's say, for example, you have that friend that every time they walk in the room, something changes in the energy or that friend when you're just feeling down and you're like, oh, 
I just don't know if I can go on. And that friend that just shows up, that's a Fritz. And this next person that's coming on is one of my Fritz brothers who I have never met in person, but I know a lot of stories. Um, we've got Fritzes all over the world. And uh, this one, the thing that I love most about this person that we're going to introduce in a second is he's all about connection. In fact, today, that's what we're going to talk about is the importance of connection. Um, he loves to bring people together, whether it's for a party, just to meet, just to enjoy time with one another. That's what he's all about. That's what we're going to share today. Without further ado, my Fritz brother, Alf Markison. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show, Alf. Hey, it's oh, uh, my honor to be here, guys. Chris, Scott, so uh, very much honored. And you know what? First of all, big thank you to the Unfiltered Experience for putting me on here and uh, for Go Love, as well as your help, uh, HeidiHumanity.org. So I'm like very much, uh, I know you did a pitch for them in the beginning here, but I'll make sure to spread the word as well. Thank so you. I'm very honored to be here. And I was introduced by my Fritz brother, Hans Fritz. It's Thomas Nies. And yeah. uh, met uh, Everett Fritz. And uh, my name's Click Fritz. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why is it? why? So we should explain this to him if we're going to say it. So, uh, you know, mine's Everett, Everest Fritz. And the reason they call me Everest is I'm always taking one step higher. One more thing. Let's keep going. Let's summit. Let's do more. Let's do more. Let's do more. And so that's why they call me Everest. What about you? Why you know, was, I was praying to God you wouldn't ask me that question. Uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> and no, I'm not sorry. kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I cannot say it all. I, well, you know what? I was just actually, I was just going to say. Baby, it's no, unfiltered. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A lot of the Fritz names are so ridiculous. I should have thought of that ahead of time. A handful of more like them. mine. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of them that you, yeah, so let's, so moving on. So tell yeah, us why connection is okay. so important gonna, to you all. Clicks Fritz. Okay. No, dude, trust me. The more I'm thinking about it, I probably asked them, and I'm trying to remember now. Some of them are pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, like they're beyond. You know, like the dirtiest joke that you're like, I can't even tell that one. They're oh, oh, okay. Well, I have a newfound respect for you. Then I don't even know you, and I already liked you anyway. So that's awesome. I figured your name was Everest because you're fucking like a mountain. Well, it is. It was. It was all of the above. It's. It's. I'm tall. I'm always going one step higher. And like every time somebody says, "Hey, let's go to bed for the night," I'm like, "No, let's do one more thing. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that." And so, although lately I've been getting more boring in my old age. Now I'm nine o'clock, Scott, and I'm putting Everest to the side. <laughs> I'm in bed by nine, so. That's awesome. Well, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. We appreciate you being here and look forward to having an amazing conversation with you tonight. You're coming to us from Norway, right? Yes. Born and raised in Norway and migrated to the U.S. and lived there for over 30 years in beautiful San Francisco, California. So a big shout out to all my buddies there. I had a great time. Love America. Love the spirit and the way you guys do business together and all of that. It's just like, God, I wish I was back there again because it's it, Norway is a good country to be in in many ways, but business-wise, America is amazing. And, it, and it's all based on, built up by foreigners, I felt in a way, especially in San Francisco. There's such a melting pot, you know? Mm -hmm. I loved living there. And then I went there to go study marketing, did that, got a degree, thought I was going to go into brand management, hated it after three years, said, that's not my calling. <laughs> So I, and while I was doing that, I always, you know, in Norway, I was telling Chris here earlier on, we don't date, we go out in groups. So I said, okay, let's get a group together. So I gathered at my first party, 250 people at a small little bar, all my Norwegian friends, beautiful girls, 
this, that, and the other came to meet our other international friends. And we took over a little bar, got the Norwegian consulate to sponsor the bar and had a kick-ass party. And I kept yeah. on doing things like that over and over again. And it grew to, well, having done that for 22 years, I had 5,000 people at my Halloween party at City Hall in San Francisco. Wait a so, second. Here's wow. the new app. Alfgroupdate.com. <laughs> you know what it was? It was alfandalf.com. Uh, so I wasn't far off. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't far off at all. So anyway, so we had a great time. So and it turned out to be a great business for me and met a lot of great people, connected people. And it was very, very much friends of friends because bird of a feather flock together. Very yeah. picky with who would come to my parties. Never had any fights or shootings or and knock on wood. You know, it's, it could happen, uh, but not in my group. So we, we had a great time. Chris and I are big fans and believers in the idea of, you know, frequency and like attracts like anyway. So I, I know just from knowing you, I mean, the people that I would bring together, yeah. it would be far fetched for something like that to happen, too, because people wouldn't yeah. want to show up to that event if they weren't of that frequency or vibration. So right. now exactly. the, the thing is, though, maybe up to 250, you could pull that off. But you start getting into you know, parties like a thousand or whatever, That's then right. friend of a friend of a friend. What's the biggest party you've ever put together? How'd that go? That was City Hall. 5,000 people at City Hall. Uh, you know what? I, I'll i tell a personal story. That was the biggest disaster I ever had. <laughs> I love those. Yeah, I know. And, and you can never plan for them properly, right? But I was very much a planner like you are too, Chris. And uh, 20 minutes before the party started, suddenly there's a new sheriff in charge. And we had for six months planned the event. There was over $100,000 budget just to do that party, which was a lot of money for us at that time. And uh, she shut down 50% of our entrances because everybody has to go through metal detectors. Wow. So we had a shitload of people not getting into the party. I was like, come on. We even called the boss that we had worked with. She came down to try to help us. And this sheriff said, no, stand down. I'm in charge. And you couldn't do anything. So that was the biggest fiasco at that party. So what, what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, what did that do? Uh, make sure that the same person that you have to deal <laughs> with is, is on deck that night. But they changed it. So it's just that, that was the, the, the biggest experience. And just I mean, I had planned everything very carefully. But that part, I, it came out of nowhere. So we, we tried our best. And of course... People, we gave everyone a refund because you're only as good as your last event in yeah. party planning. So we took care of everyone. I mean, people had bought rented costumes, got motels, got babysitters. I mean, you can imagine City Hall. I mean, Halloween in San Francisco, big, it's a big night. People paid over 100 bucks to get into our event, you know? Wow. So we refunded everything. And anyone that didn't get in and was still pissed, they were free for our next three, four, five parties. So we just wanted to try to make it up to them, even though I know I couldn't. But we did our best we could. And, and we refused to um, reply to emails. We were on phone calls because I know people get nasty in uh, emails. So I said, no, call me. So I was just sitting for three weeks taking calls. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. Boom. wow. Yeah. So our reputation was everything, right? So anyway. <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> so so totally shit happens. So I mean, I mean, here's the deal. Like post COVID, you know, we're dealing with that a lot. Customer service seems to be the last thing in people's minds. We're just trying to get staffing in place. We're trying to get get things in place, and just just for retail, for restaurants, for it's right. it's really hard. So going back to that moment, 
I'm trying to visualize that because now, you know, we've got kids, we have that one big night out Halloween. I can see that yeah. from both sides of that. Like, what are you supposed to do differently? Because so you had how many people you said it was 5,000? How many was 5,000 people? And so how many people actually got in? How many, how many people, people actually got into the event? Uh, I'd say a little over half. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, it was a big nightmare. And then the, the, the police officer shut down the party at 1230. Why was that? <laughs> she just freaked out. I know I still remember a name. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> he is like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, they can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. Jeez. So, so, um, so moving forward and then thinking about that and thinking about what you're talking about here, that's all about connecting people, you know, talking about, you know, dating and everything else. So what are some like key factors that you've learned in your early beginnings about what really allows for a great connection between people? Uh, being genuine and, uh, just, uh, connecting with people. I mean, when I meet somebody either, either I connect with my heart with them, I can kind of, I'd like to look him in the eyes and see, is that a good person? And do I get that same feeling back? It's very much a one-on-one -on -one for me. Um, I don't do that well in big groups, even though I dealt with big groups, but it was one by one. So for instance, I'm also teaching bar owners how to, to fill their bars. So I, I got one really amazing tip for one of my mentors. He said, Alf, if you want 400 people to come to your party, I could solve it like this. You get 20 close friends to bring 20 people each. And boom, like that. But of course, I just didn't call 20 of my close friends. I took them out to dinner. I treated them to a restaurant. I told them all to bring their mobile phones. And in and so we created like a boiler room. So they came out, call your friends, boom, 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 to create that energy. And everybody got excited. Of course, boom, they, they would come. So so that, that's a simple trick that I learned. But who thinks about those things, right? It, it doesn't have to be that complicated sometimes. But so I use that principle. If I wanted 100 people, 10 people, 10 people, boom, done. You I know? love that. Isn't that? I and mean, really think about that. Because think of how like we always just say, hey, do me a favor. Can you just uh, see if five friends will sign up for my coaching program? As soon as they get off the, the call with you, they love you and everything. But then their wife's like, hey, you're going to mow the yard. And they're like, okay. And then it's forgotten. But if you're sitting at dinner, doing a shot together and like who wants to bring all the friends together and have the best night ever exactly yeah. everyone's gonna be like i do and then they're yeah. just calling they can hear the noise it's amazing yeah it's so you've got to create that energy and you see the 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 public campaigns and stuff do the same thing they're calling campaigns they all sit in a room answering phone calls right mm -hmm. so, yeah so anyway so that's what you did and i mean friends would come i mean the founders of paypal would come to my party Wow. Uh, the hot, hotmail founders would come there so i still have their mobile number so we became friends and 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 one guy ends up being the ambassador to sweden under trump or, or everyone bless his soul <laughs> but <laughs> so, so i said why what the hell why didn't you call me you're the ambassador to sweden i could just jump over he didn't even know that i was back in norway at that time so anyway but we wow. made great connections and many of these people are still friends of mine so most of my connections are in the u.s still even though i lived in norway now for six years Wow. So when you think of when you think about who Alf is today and, and that connector person, I love what you said about making connection, look at people in the eye and genuinely getting to know them. Talk to us about how Alf became that person. Were you that type of a person as a kid or were you shy as a kid? And talk to us about that evolution and becoming the, the connector that you are today. You know, not really. Um, I, I work really well in a team, in a group. 
I don't really like to be the one that stands up on the podium and talks. I hate speaking in front of people. Um, but so, but in a team, in a group, I, I really, I'm a, I'm, when I played soccer, I was the midfielder. I was the one that made the passes. I didn't like to score, make, make the goals. I, I was kind of afraid to take the shot sometimes. And I hate myself for that. Or uh, that's something I've been working on, I should say, yeah. you know, but, but I'm very much of a team player. So when I'm in a team and in a group, I can elevate that whole thing up. And that's, that's when I really gel, I feel. Yeah. So that's actually a very interesting point too, is, is recognizing, you know, Chris and I talk about this all the time, recognizing your brilliance and owning it. And, you know, even like, as I caught you, you know, say, cause we all do this, you're like, I hate myself or not, but, yeah. but I heard more, the overtone was you recognize your brilliance. Like you're kind of in your, in your brain thinking, why don't I like being on stage? Why don't I like taking the shot? But when I see you talking about the connection, that's when you're on stage. That's when you're coming alive. That's when you're, it's awesome. Like, yeah. The world needs more facilitators. You know, you're, you're explaining your facilitator and what you do, more connectors. I love it. I mean, what, what can you tell somebody that might be a facilitator and hasn't recognized that as their brilliance yet? You know, how can you get that person to come alive, be the midfielder, be the connector, be the person who sets up the shot without the need to score because the score will be a byproduct of your awesomeness? Yeah. Easy answer. Find something you really are passionate and love doing. Like I... I, I almost put the tagline, I'm a party waiting for a place to happen. I love to go to parties. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. That, so, that's so, your new Fritz name. Yeah. Party, party without, what, say it again. Party. A party, party. I'm a party waiting for a place to happen. That has to be your entire name. We got to get right there. <laughs> party wait for a place to happen. That's awesome. Yeah. And the funny part, when I had my parties, I always wore a red jacket and I would always be in the middle of the dance floor. I would just, and I would sweat like crazy. And I said, haven't you seen it raining outside? <laughs> I was, of course, laughing laugh, because I sweat so much, you know. So I had a great time. So I always, if I didn't have fun at my own parties, I wouldn't do them. They would never have been done. So everything was organized in advance with check-in people and security and the bars and the DJs and all of that was in place. I mean, we had 10 different DJs, five different rooms at City Hall. So, I mean, everything was organized in advance. But, of course, there the, everything happened wrong. But the, all the other parties that I had, we had just a great time. And, uh, yeah, no. So that's that's the answer to that question. I love it. So, yeah. That's, that's awesome. When I think about what you're talking about, you know, and, and being a connector is so important and having those relationships and everything, but talk to us about like when you're, when you're dealing with somebody who perhaps is not on the same level, they're not on the same vibration as you, they're disgruntled and everything else. How do you, how do you be able to, to tear back the onion and be able to get to the root cause of what it is that's troubling them and, and leave them feeling a little bit better for having that conversation with you? Okay, so now I immediately start thinking of my mastermind. And this is one of the reasons we wanted to talk about one of my goals here today, actually, if I can uh, pop that in here, is for somebody to what, that watches this program now, they can, after what I will teach them later here, they will be able to start and build their own mastermind. So if you're of some of that caliber, like you're saying, Chris, <clears throat> you need to be in a group where you can contribute and lift not only others up, but also you get lifted up by the whole group. So if you're not uh, have that massive amount of energy that I had when I found my passion, uh, because one of the key principles of the mastermind is that you need to go after a burning desire, something that you're really dying for, something that's very important uh, for you. And we'll talk about that later, how I started my Amazon business 
where my wife and I needed to find a new way of living because we did not want to get stuck in one place. So we said, we got to find a work we can take with us anywhere we go in the world. So we started learning how to sell on Amazon in 2012. And I'll get into that, uh, that story. Actually, I can, I can, shall I tell that story right now? By all means. So in 2012, my wife and I are in a situation that we were just describing that we wanted to find a work we could take with us anywhere. So we signed up for an Amazon call uh, program in Austin, Texas, your town, Scott, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we flew down from San Francisco to Austin, Texas for three days, meeting 2,000 other people. But I said to my wife, even before we decided on that, I said, if we're going down there, our number one goal is to build a mastermind group meaning we will form a small team of three to six people that we will collaborate with going forward after the course to make sure that we increase our easily tenfold our chances of success and going forward. And long story short, those three days, we built a mastermind team with six people total. And since 2012, now 2022, every Monday for an hour and a half, we meet and we go around the room Here's what I learned that could benefit the group. Here's what I struggled with. Here's what I need help with and whatever else we want uh, to share with the group. And so it's very consistent and a lot of accountability. And, and they say, you, are, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time around. So back to your question, uh, Chris, where we, that's where that person wants to put themselves in a situation where they can elevate themselves. To, to, to something that they, they couldn't be. Like Napoleon Hill talks about two or more people that get together, yeah. a third invisible intelligence starts happening. One plus one is not two, it's 11. Ooh, I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. So, so, in, so for people watching and listening, maybe they're not familiar, we're all familiar with the mastermind. What is yeah. the definition of a mastermind in your, in your world? Well, okay, so Napoleon Hill has it better than me, but it's a group of two or more people that get together uh, he says for a common goal, it doesn't have to be the same goal, but to get together to help each other to to reach that goal and do whatever it takes. So I'm going to bust my ass to find out what this guy that I'm in a group with, what he or she needs. Who do I know? Who can I can connect him with? Or what have I read? Or what course have I taken? Or what information and resources do I have that he or she needs? And the same thing is going to come back. But you've got to be willing to give more then you take. And now we're going back to Scott's favorite, uh, I think, quote by Zig Ziglar. If you help enough people get what they want, you can have whatever you want. So, so that. that brings up a question, too. And I want to ask you this about, you know, your experience with masterminds. I think a lot of people look at everything as one more thing. But what I see with masterminds is not only you an accountability partner to the group, but they're accountability partners to you. And the irony is, I think a lot of us don't realize that we're constantly just bleeding fuel. So while we think we're being efficient, and we're doing all these things on our own, we're just bleeding fuel. How can a mastermind actually, while giving, simultaneously allow the receiving and the fueling? Because the people I know who do masterminds effectively become more accountable to self and others and always seem to be energized and fueled, even though it seems like they're doing more. So explain what that looks like from a mastermind perspective. Okay, I hope I understand your question. So, so that's where my team um, passion comes in because I, I, I elevate myself and I'm in a team. I always excelled in a team. I played on a soccer team. I played on a handball team. 
I was a dog handler in the army, in the Norwegian army. So that was a team. We're, we're, so you elevate yourself up to another level that you that you that you just I, I mean you you live on the fumes it's not like you're spending energy because you're so excited and so passionate about it and in giving there's so much receiving there's more receiving in giving than it is in receiving mm-hmm. right and um, a funny story there my, I love my parents and all of that but uh, my parents did something kind of crazy to us they my sister and me I have one sister and I love her to death and I love my parents to death too but they said when somebody offers you something say no because that's polite. It was like, <coughs> we learned, we grew up with saying no, no, thank you, <laughs> no, thank you, no, thank you. It was like, okay, that's not good. We need to give them, because now you're robbing that other person from giving you something, which is their biggest gift, like mm-hmm. I just said, right? So that's something that I had to be working on. I still work on to this day, but I'm becoming better at it. I said yes to be on this show, show right? But maybe it's more to my advantage. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so anyway, that's just a, maybe a little side story. But uh, yeah, so back to your question, Scott, you kind of live off the fumes when you're in that group and it's not extra time you're spending or effort. It's, uh, it's, it's fuel to the fire. If you have a burning desire and have a strong enough why, I know you guys talk about the why and all that stuff too. You don't may not need to repeat that here, but um, actually, you know, can I share one thing? That's one gift I can give to the people here too. Uh, I'm allowed to share this tool with uh, from Tony and Dean. Dean has gone through a tool to identify your why, meaning what is the, for the people that don't know what we're talking about, the why is your strongest reason, your really true reason, the core reason you're doing what you're doing. And maybe you can describe it better than I'm doing, but the, but they, that's, that's how I'm getting the why. So he has come with a tool called the seven levels deep. So if anyone wants that, I'll be happy to get that uh, sheet to you where you say, okay, why, uh, why are you doing what you're doing? Oh, I want to make money. Okay, why, do you, why is it important for you to make yeah. money? Oh, I want to take care of my family. Well, why is it important for you to take care of your family? Um, well, because I don't want to be, I don't want them to be poor or else to be poor. Well, why don't you want to be poor? Uh, so, so you go down and you go down. And when I came to the seventh level, I was in tears. I was oh, crying. Talk so I knew that. I hit something. But those whys can, you, you want to do that seven levels deep, maybe three, four times a year because it could change. I and, like that. And, the, and the stronger you're connected to that why, the more of a chance you'll have of succeeding going after your goal, that the more successful you'll be in your mastermind group. So you can form a mastermind group around any topic you want. It could be sports. It could be starting up a business. It could be finding a partner. It could be fighting diabetes. You put like-minded people together to, to figure out all the resources you can to take everything to another level. So. Yeah, I love it. And, and Chris and I always talk about too, and I, I'd love to get those, uh, those questions from you to get to yeah. the depths of the why, because yeah. once your why is truly aligned, like in heart and mind, the how always shows up. And that's so, right. And that's, that's everything that I was asking you is around that exact topic. So many of us will be busy all day yeah. long. And so we're doing a lot of work on what we think the world needs from our very limited perspective. The mastermind might add other five other perspectives. So now, like you said, one plus one isn't two, it's 11, it's exponential. And that was exactly where I was going with that. You start to align a bunch of whys. Imagine you have six perspective points of source in full alignment. 
what kind of amazing energy is that producing exponentially to get the how of the universe to support you? I mean, just sit with that for a second. Right now, if I were to do everything that I did in my 20s, okay, I learned how to be efficient in marketing. This is what you do. This is how you sell. This is what you do. I might be financially successful. I might get the girl. You might buy the house. Things that people think are resume builders, but I'm going to be hollow as all hell and energy yeah. depleted. The way that you're going to become fully, fully aware of your why is exactly what you're saying. It's doing more for others and then being present as a person. So with that in mind, like I'd love to hear some of the examples of once you isolated or found your why by using this tool, yeah. what kind of things in the house space showed up? So what showed up that you're like, oh, my God, it's a miracle. Meanwhile, it was just you being the catalyst for all that. Yeah. So you're, <clears throat> yes, I, I'm not sure how well I'll answer that question, but you create when, when you find that you created certain energy and you vibrate at that energy, and that's what you're gonna attract, right? Mm -hmm. So where energy flows, what, what's it called? Where, where energy, energy flow, flow, where focus goes, energy flows. I just go. said it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. Add it backwards. Um, so yeah. So that's that's and that's what the mastermind does. If you have a mastermind that clicks with the right people. So one of the things that I teach is also how do you select the right people? Yes. Yeah. And that really key because look at this now, 12 years. I, I, I say, look at this mastermind group. Maybe not the first one, but you never know. But I still say, treat it very seriously. That might be a lifetime thing you're in. I've been in masterminds for over 25 years. Tonight, in an hour after this show, I'll be on my other mastermind that started in 2004. Wow. And, and we're all doing different things. In the other one, we're only doing Amazon things. So you can compose it of whatever you want, right? So that's the beauty of this. And we, whatever we can do to help, we try to help. We even go beyond just the people in the group. One person, I think I told you first time I talked to you, Scott, one person in the group, his sister had problems. So my wife and I said, okay, how can we help her? So we're, we're tight. I mean, it's like almost like an army thing. You you have army background, Chris, right? No. No, you don't. Okay, sorry. I don't take well in authority. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. I, I thought you had said that. So I, I watched many of your shows, sir, so maybe I'll oh, mix that thank up. You, thank you. Thank right. you. Uh, but anyway, so that's, I mean, we, we, we become so close with our friends in the mastermind that we're very much feel like a family there and we'll do whatever we can. Whatever I read, like when one guy goes to a seminar or course, he'll come back and debrief us. And we try to do the 80-20 rules. Mm -hmm. Find the 20% that we can execute on that gives you the 80% of the of the results, right? The 80-20 rule. And uh, so, and yeah, so we are just a massive amount of information. We read books. I constantly read books as well. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you about a great book the other day, Alex Hermosi, um, The Hundred Million Dollar Offer. This is like amazing book. Uh, don't Have you heard about him, Chris? No, no, Alex no, I haven't. Alex Hermosi, yeah. So I'm not here to pitch his book, but I mean, fantastic book. and apply to any business you're in. 99 cents on Amazon. It's a little plug for him. Um, what's, the, what's the biggest thing you took from that book? You know, uh, I, I'm still at the very end of the book, but things that I can, even though he talks about uh, doing gyms and uh, taking gyms to a whole different level that I know a part of your background is in as well, Scott, right? And he, and I can apply that to my Amazon business. I can apply that to my AHA master business with masterminds as well. Just how to make irresistible offers and uh, using uh, scarcity and, uh, and uh, what's the uh, urgency is one of the two big ones, right? 
So, um, but he does it in a very clever way. So a lot of, lot of very hands-on examples. Hitting, hitting the pain points is what you're talking about. I, we, we could talk about all the different things to do for a mastermind. What are some of the things that are, are game killers for masterminds? What are, why are some reasons maybe masterminds fail? Um, people are not committed. Uh, uh, the, the biggest reason for me is not have enough momentum. If you decide to do a mastermind once a month, I give that a very little chance of uh, succeeding. Uh, my, uh, I'm saying once a week at least. Uh, you don't need to do more, but once a week is good because you got to be fresh in mind what the other people talked about. It's got to be fresh in mind what you've said you would do if you hold each other accountable. So that's one. Uh, the Another one would be where members are starting to backtalk other people. Mm-hmm. That's like a big no-no. That's happened in some of the groups and uh, that died out. Of course, I've been through many masterminds that died out through. That's how I learned, right? So all of these tips, I'm also teaching people in my course as well. So, but my goal here today, like I said, I would love to share some of the points so people know what to do and look for just at least in general terms, it will be enough for them to start a mastermind. And it starts with one other person so that you're two. And that's it. And the two together picks the third person. And you decide if it's going to be focused on a thing that you both do, let's say selling on Amazon, or you can be totally different from different backgrounds because then you cover blind spots that you probably even haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. If somebody from a different background, uh, both female, male, uh, ethnicity, beliefs, all of that is important to have, to have that balance. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So that's exactly where I wanted to go, what you just were saying, actually. So one of the things that I've seen as a a business professor is 50 years ago, I feel like if you talk to any CEO and said, what's the importance, you know, what kind of team do you create and and why do you create it? And one of the things that would always come up is you're going to have contrarian viewpoints. A a smart CEO has people with different perspectives with intention. And now we've seen a political figure that denounces that completely and thinks it's all agreed upon, like everybody has to agree. One of my fear factors going into a mastermind would be, am I truly creating, and I'm saying this not just from me, but from younger people who are looking up to leadership, almost thinking you should have a bunch of people who agree with you. So if I'm literally creating a mastermind around a preconceived belief instead of around expansion, that mastermind might be successful Right. But is it really helping me in growth? Talk mm-hmm. to me about that because that's because I'm sure that I could sit here and come up with some one dimensional thinking and say, we're going to have an anti vaccine mastermind about 50,000 ways it should. Be. And I'm just making up something. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But I could sit here and run down that road with a bunch of people I agree with versus a mastermind around how can I take the ideology of expanding the sense of self? and incorporate that in everything I do. So everyone from different perspectives is saying, this is how I do it. And I'm like, oh shit, I never thought about, ooh, that's, oh, like where it's really expansive. How do I not get sucked into an affirmation hole and an expansion space in my mastermind? Because I think it comes in this election. Yeah, and now that's that's a very high level question, and I'm not sure if I'm capable of answering it, to be quite honest with you. I still want to hear. I trust you. (laughs) (laughs) You want to hear me screw it up? Uh, I want to hear your awesome opinion. Let me try uh, an an analogy that I started started listening for your question and and trying to understand it. One of the key things uh, in the, another principle for success in the mastermind is also never compete with each other in the mastermind group. 
So you you don't have competitive forces, and and so people may ask me, how do you how did you do that when you have everyone selling on Amazon? I'll tell you something very weird. Then people go, what you did? What you doing that in your mastermind group? Yes, I don't know what any of the other five people are selling on Amazon. It's like we don't talk about it. Guess really? why? On purpose. On purpose, because if I come up with a great marketing idea that works for me, I'm not going to feel so inclined to share it if I know the guy is competing directly against me. So now we share freely anyway. So it's wide open that way. So that is one of the main principles as well. Don't compete directly against each other because then you create that conflict. So I, I'm probably far away from your question, though, Scott. I apologize. No, no so it makes sense. I mean, so that's a very good, in, in other words, what you're saying is come to the table with intent for collaboration instead of competition. Even if the competition is is your group versus the world, remove competition. Yeah. So it does unconditional giving. Unconditional giving. Mm -hmm. You give you give to receive the joy of giving, so to speak, so to speak. And you might have actually answered the question there too. If all information is on the table, even if it goes against what the original intent of the group was, if it's true information, then I need to receive it. That's right. That's right. Hmm. That yeah. would that sounds like that might be one of the answers that would be important for me. Yeah. And, I love and, that. And one of the questions that I get also about masterminds, uh, there's, here's an ex another story with Jeff and me as a good buddy of mine. We were going to a seminar down in uh, Los Angeles to, with Jay Abraham. You probably heard of him, mm -hmm. brilliant marketer. Yeah. We're learning about joint ventures. And Jeff and I had been talking about forming a mastermind. So we were kind of like, we were on the same wavelength. And we saw this one guy, like, damn, this guy. And he was like on front row asking brilliant questions, senior to us. And Jeff said, let's ask him. And I said, why would he want to join our group? So I was thinking, Alf, why are you thinking like that? You have different backgrounds. You have different contacts. I got different backgrounds. I got different views. I got contacts. He's going to need as much as we need him. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he's way above us. But no, don't think like that. And we invited him. Guess what? He said yes. And to this very day, he's on the call. And he's brilliant. He's brilliant. But That's priceless. Yeah, it is priceless. So, and then you take the, this, I'll share another trick because now you're three picking the next next guy. Now we put our resumes and contacts and things together and pitch to the fourth person. So now he, now we're going to grow even higher with the next person we get in. Love so that. We take, yeah, so we, we become a team, like a, like a package or a, what do you call it? A, a wolf pack, a wolf pack. And I just said the word priceless and you and I talked about it before we went live. Talk to us about the importance or the non-importance of charging to be a part of a mastermind or doing it for free. What are, what are your experiences? What are your suggestions? Yeah, so like we say, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention, right? So our mastermind group that we created in uh, for Amazon down there, I built because I wanted to build it. So it wasn't talking about any charge. It was just the, the, the payment for me was to get other people together with me to help me. What the hell do I do now? I've never sold right. anything online, right? So, but you can build a business around it. I mean, look at uh, Dean Graciosi and Tony. I mean, one of them charged $250,000 a year. There's mastermind groups that charge a thousand a month, 250 a month or 20 bucks a month. And they decide what the money goes to as well. So that other mastermind group that I'm meeting with uh, in an hour from now, we used to meet two to three times together physically a year because we all lived in California. 
So we would meet for three, four days. So and that's also not a charge. But if you want to create a business to get back to your question, you can absolutely create it and then and, and, and make a business out of it. You can literally make a business out of organizing and putting masterminds together. I believe that some mastermind groups are big, 25, 30, 100 people. I My number is three to six um, because mm -hmm. I want it intimate and I want everyone to be able to have a have a say every time we get together. I totally agree with you. For the, for the true definition, what I understand of mastermind, I would say cap it like single digit numbers anyway. I, I can't imagine going over that because you, you know what? That person who almost said something, that's yeah. almost always the genius. And if they don't have time to talk, there's gold just sitting there that's never actually found. And that's yeah. just not right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we record all our calls. They're also transcribed that we have software to do. And of course, everything is uh, confidentiality is extremely important. So, yeah. So do you we, actually have people sign NDAs for that? No, we, we don't. Just trust? We didn't do it. It's on trust. It's on trust at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we could easily. That's good. So my next question for you, shifting gears a little bit, you've mentioned a certain someone in your life. How is it to do business with your wife? Like, as I've, I've heard success stories with that. What are yeah. some of the, what are some of the unique characteristics of your relationship that allow you to partner both in marriage and in business that make it successful? Yeah. Great question. I, I've only tried it once so far. Not going well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, she's great. I mean, she's very detail oriented, much more patient than I am and uh, going through the different things. I'm more the team player. I manage my VA, so virtual assistants and team. Um, and uh, yeah, no, she's awesome. And she's much more logical than me too. Like I put my course, it's like, why the hell do you have that here? That should be over here. So she helps me a lot. But it's good. That's working really well. Thank God. I'm very blessed for that. So what, what color jacket does she wear in the middle of the dance floor? The <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. She wasn't with me then. I married late in my life. So uh, but I'm, 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 I'm seeing green and you guys can do a Christmas theme. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Right. Red and green. Where's the Christmas party? Oh, there they exactly. are. Mm -hmm. The Christmas, the, those two. The Christmas yeah. couple. Um, so when I think about like successful people and, and you're obviously successful and you're obviously happy, what are some key components of how you compose your day to be successful? Cause I know for me, when I started switching what I did first thing in the morning, like spending that first hour being very intentional, my success and my overall happiness, my inner peace and my freedom started to change. Talk to us about some of the success rituals that you incorporate in your life to be happy and successful and have that inner peace. Oh, health is number one, right? Yeah. So there's no wealth without health. And uh, I've been a vegetarian in for 25 years when I was in San Francisco because I went to the farmer's market every day. I live, I live still off a Vitamixer, a two horsepower machine. That thing is crushing everything in the blender. Damn. Two yeah, horsepower. And I, and I exercise first thing in the morning, um, 30 minute walk. And then I get on uh, my spinning uh, bicycle for 35 minutes interval training. So two minutes sprint and then back off and then two minutes sprint again and do four or five sessions of that. So staying healthy is number is definitely number one, no question. So that's how my day starts. And then immediately I'm most efficient. I got like maybe four or five hours after that, that I'm efficient. And after that, I'm like, if I get much more out of my day, I'm lucky to be honest. So I'm thinking about becoming like the 5 a.m. club because I yeah. wake up at 4.30, 5 o'clock. Robin Sharma. Like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I read that book. Great too. book. You know what? I... I've been talking about wanting to share. I see it. It's only a few minutes left to our call for an hour, if I'm correct. I, yeah, I want another, another 10 minutes or so. 
okay, I wanted to share the steps for the mastermind so I can give that to people if they want to start their own mastermind. By all is means, that, go for it. Is that okay? So, so I'll be reading a little bit here, okay? So, so the first thing you must have for a, have a mastermind, have a burning desire for something you really want to achieve. So in my example, it was the Amazon business, but it could have just as well been great at sports or solve whatever other issue uh, that I wanted to fix or, or something that big or a goal I had. And uh, so you want to meet on a regular basis. That's one of the main, decide on meeting at least once a week. I wouldn't say at least, but once a week is a good uh, formula to, to follow. You start with picking your first member. So you become the person that starts it and you pick your member. And it shouldn't be a family friend because then I think people can be like, oh, I'm not going to tell him that because I'll hurt him. No, get somebody that you maybe have met in a business setting that you appreciate their thinking and their involvement. And where do you find them? You can find them on Facebook. You can find them at SCORE. You can find them at meetups. I found mine by going to a live seminar. Uh, so those things, or, or, or get involved in chats, see who's helpful, see who's smart. So that that so start with one, and then together you find the third person, like you heard me talk about. Um, let's see now. Uh, and the, the quick story here: Tony Robbins. So actually, Jay Abraham came to Tony Robbins and says, "Tony, what are you doing? You're making billions. I'm making millions, but how the hell do you do it?" He says, "Who's in your mastermind group?" So basically, you need to pick the right people. So take your time with that. It's okay that it's not going to be perfect on your first mastermind, but still take it as serious as you can. You never know if it's all going to stick and it'll be for life. I look 12, 25 years, I look at that for life. You know, I, I do. Um, so uh, who can use it? Um, I've given examples with business. Another one would be, let's say your kid is in the kindergarten. That kindergarten, for instance, can't afford the educational tools that your kid should have form a group with the other three, four other parents, figure out how to raise funds, go to local businesses because you, they're going to be in that neighborhood. Why wouldn't they help they with some funds to buy kids, uh, buy that kindergarten kids uh, tools so the kids can learn early on, right? That's a important. great idea. Yeah, and that's a simple And I have idea. a kindergartner now. Say again? I said my kids in kindergarten. I just started a week ago Monday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. One of the things Perfect that I've looked at a lot of professional uh, sports teams and athletes have been doing, and I was looking at specifically in like New Orleans, a lot of the um, athletes and teams were um, funding teachers with their school supplies. So they've actually had programs specific there where the, the athlete or the team itself will say, hey, I'll take 100 teachers and give you up to this you know, much money to support the classroom. So people right. see it and understand it, and it's happening right now. So I think you got to put your head out and intercept those funds, and a mastermind might be a great way to do it. So you can figure out what kind of money, what does this look like? What problems are we solving? You know, you can come to them with very like specifics to intercept that money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so masterminds are basically for anything you want it to be. Uh, let's see. That's, uh, and the size of the groups for me, three to six is, a, is an ideal number because we, an hour and a half, we go around the room, 15 minutes each. It's not a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. So and I'm and you have a timekeeper and all of that. I'm the timekeeper. So I said two minutes left and we've got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Toastmasters, boom, and you're done. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, how do you meet? 
you want to, I, I actually advocate online now because I want to be able to access the rest of the world. I want to be able to have a smart guy in China and the US and France, Germany and whatever. So happens to be, right? So the world is your oyster now and get many different viewpoints and contacts. Could you imagine if you need to source from China? It's good to have a Chinese person there, right? Mm -hmm. Connecting out. So um, let's see now. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes, guys. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. And I talked about not competing in the same space. That should be one of your criteria. Mm -hmm. um, and where to find potential partners. I did talk about that too. Score, Facebook, and different places. What is score uh, for people who may not know? I, I, I'm, I have a vague familiarity with it, but uh, describe to us what score is. Okay. So uh, that's a, 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 I guess, government sponsored organization, uh, SCORE.org, I believe. And you can go and find the, the retired a lot of retired people that are there to give the that's give them their that's knowledge. What it was. Yeah, I was invited to go to that. I forgot. Yes, yeah. yes. So you can get some of them to join you, or even what about inviting in a person like that for one of your calls and pick their brain? Oh, yeah. You can do that with your mastermind too. We do that with authors sometimes. So so that's a, and then there's another one. I forget the name of that. Um, let's see now. Uh, da, 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 da. Try not to forget something here. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I talked about not being afraid of inviting somebody in that you feel is a higher level for you. Don't. So I have another tool that I can also gift you, uh, your members with. It's called uh, "What's Cool About You." So you start talking about things that people would know. Like for instance, you probably didn't know that I was throwing kick-ass parties in San Francisco, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And what did that lead to? Connected with PayPal people, Hotmail, Google people, boom, 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 fantastic contacts, right? So that is a great tool where you start writing things about yourself that people normally wouldn't know. And uh, that builds your confidence because when you're going to go and invite people, you need to have your confidence up. You need to say, hey, I am somebody. I'm not just some Joe Schmo on the street. I have done this, this, this. That's actually Jeff, my partner, picked me up and say, Alf, you got this, this, this. And I got this, this, this. So he actually picked me up. So that is one tool I can also share. And another one is become awesome at what you're already good at. That's yeah. another tool that you see, like schools are saying, oh, you you suck at math. Oh, we got to get you math tutoring. No, mm. go, after, go after what you're good at and become even better at that. Kick ass yeah. at that. That's your brilliance. That's what I mean. We say that all the time, Alf. Like so many yeah. people think they've got to be this amazingly well-rounded person. If you're an artist, be a freaking artist. That's you don't right. need to know how to do the other stuff. That's why we hire people. You be the best at that, pay for the other shit. You can outsource stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that is another tool I can also share with your people. It's a fantastic tool. I'm allowed to share it by Tony and Dean, and I've gotten that by taking many courses with them that I paid tens of thousands for. So, But this is a really cool tool. So seven levels deep, what's cool about you, and get great at what you're already uh, get awesome at what you're already great at. Yeah. Can you send that to me personally? I need these yeah. tools. I want to use it too. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I definitely if it brings you to tears. I want to know about it. Yeah. I want yeah. to cross connect those with because I'm doing a lot of the things that you're saying, and and I'd love to see the way other people are getting to the the same result. And yeah. again, maybe I can share some pieces to add to what you're doing that might refine it, or maybe yours is far better. Again, masterminding right here, right now. <laughs> that is. So yeah. that's awesome. Uh, so let's see. Okay, okay. Oh, what are we doing? 
Yeah, so, okay, I think that pretty much covers it, the steps. And uh, I can also, I can provide the, the outline too, so that they can see it as well. So if they want that, if you want a Word document with that, so whoever emails you in or or wants to get it, I'll be happy to, to share that. Or I can put it at a place on my page as well where they can get yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Any absolutely. Alf, this has been an amazing experience. I can't believe the time's already flown by. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your brilliance. And uh, I look now, I'm, I'm glad that we've got an opportunity to have met and look forward to hopefully meeting you in person uh, one of these days. And uh, you'll be a Fritz more. brother too, before you I, know it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been told. I'm an honorary Fritz brother, but I got to go through apparently the, the the hazing or whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, and that's how the dirty names come up. I, th I, think, I've already, yeah. I, think, I think Scott already hazed me when he was out here when we met in person. Well, that was, that was, was, was roses, There was roses. There was roses. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff so we'll, leave, we'll, we'll keep that a secret but, uh, <laughs> but anyways uh alf where can people get a hold of you and continue this conversation with you because i'm sure somebody's going to reach out to you and be like hey i need to understand what this guy's doing and get your course so where can people get a hold of you you know they can email me alf at gmail.com if they want but also at uh, aha mastery and i think you have the link there chris right yep. aha a h a mastery.com that's one uh, page and also on Facebook. And I think you have that as well. There you go. My mm -hmm. guy is on, he's, he's, he's uh, on the ball, this guy there, Scott. Huh? What's... I'm, on, I'm on the ball. <laughs> he's I on the be. ball. And also, also at themastermind.com, I have my course there as well. But uh, if they have any questions, anything they wonder about, I'm here to give and serve. So I'll be more than happy to, to help uh, at no charge. So that's not what I'm about. I I'm, I'm just wanted to give something back to you guys and your wonderful organization. So Thank I really you. appreciate that. And a big shout out to Thomas Nies, my Fritz brother, for getting me connected with uh, Everett Fritz, <laughs> Scott, and now Chris. So. <laughs> Awesome, thank brother. You. We're going to place you backstage and don't go anywhere because we still want to chit chat with you. Scott and I are going to close out the show, but thank you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to, uh, to still engaging with you after the show uh, and in permanence. So bam, high five. Bam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there we have it, brother Scott. Thank you for bringing uh, Alf to the show. And uh, what a tremendous individual. I just love his, his aura, his personality. You can tell he's genuine. You can tell he's all about the, the trueness and authentic nature of just serving people. And I, you know, we love those kind of people. So thank you for bringing them to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And in, in, in summary with everything with, with Alf, I mean, we talk about a lot of the same things, you know, spun up different ways. And this, we do that with great intention because the people we're bringing to you are people that have sparked our eye and we're like, man, they get it in this space. They get it. Or, or they're living this part of our existence that maybe we could do better. And so finding your brilliance which he talks about when he was talking about Dean seven steps to your why your brilliance is literally an encapsulation of finding your mission or your why, and then figuring out who you are and sharing that with the world. So in doing that, once the sharing happens, what's the sharing, it's the connection. So everything that we're talking about, Alf is living. So I would highly recommend to connect with Alf, uh, check out those tips and tools he's going to share with you, because again, use the word earlier priceless to me, they sound priceless. So that's what I got. Um, go listen to this again. See if there's anything in there that you might have missed. Connect with Alf. Get those tip, tip, tips. If those tips brought him to tears, see the kind of guy that you're listening to. I can guarantee you there's some very valuable tools. Yes, yes. And I would concur exactly with what you're saying there. And again, just to, just to reiterate, I love the fact that, you know, he's just talking about, you know, how do you connect with people? And he says, just be genuine. 
Just go out there with a serving heart. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're struggling out there, um, you know, go out there and give to others. It's amazing what it is that you get back when you do that. You, you obviously realize, hopefully, that, you, that you're more abundant than you actually really seem when you go out there and help homeless people or people, the kids in Haiti. I mean, I can't throw away food without thinking about kids in Haiti because I'm like, man, they would think this is like a gold mine. And when you go out there and you serve and you give to other people, that ability to see gratitude and to see abundance and see the opportunity that's right in front of you is truly amazing. But go out there and consider that for yourself. Consider what it is that you can do in your own community, in your own business, in your own world. If you see a problem, go out there instead of bitching about it, go out there and get some people together and try to solve for those things and become advocates for, for being the change that, that so many people just only complain about um, and connect with them. Because when you connect with like-minded people, when you connect with people who maybe have a, a, a contrarian idea compared to what it is that you have and you're open to expansion. It's amazing what it is that you can do and what you can grow into. Uh, I've been a part of masterminds. I've had mentors and coaches. You've had the same thing, Scott. And that's the reason why we're here today doing these shows with you guys is because we've invested in ourselves and we've gone above and beyond what normal people will do in order to achieve what normal people won't. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. As always, make sure you go to theunfilteredexperience.com theunfilteredexperience.com, www.theunfilteredexperience.com. In case you didn't get that on the podcast, we'd love for you to join the Facebook community and let us know, let Scott and I know how we can serve you. If there's a particular guest that you would like to have on the show, if there's a particular subject matter you'd like us for, to, to, to conversate about, we're both coaches. Scott's got his Go Love Now coaching program starting. I've got a coaching program starting. If there's anything we can do to serve you, you guys are our listeners, you guys are our family, you guys are our unfiltered crew, and we just appreciate you guys being here live or on the replay. So if you have questions, engage with us, let us know what's going on, engage with our guests, and we will see you back here next Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And also, please go check out the podcast. Anywhere podcasts are sold, just go in there and type in The Unfiltered Experience, and you will find it on Spotify, on iHeart, on Apple Tunes, wherever it might be. Take us on the road, and most importantly, share this with somebody who you feel might get uh, value out of this, because this is what it's all about, is getting that message out there, spreading the good news, spreading the opportunities and the abundance that we can all take advantage of and grow ourselves together exponentially. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. Go out there, be rock stars, and we will see you here next week on The Unfiltered Experience. Cheers. Love you guys.